Welcome to episode two of Action Tune Bros. My name is Matthew Lewis. And I'm Ben Sturgeon. And today we are covering episodes one through three of Legend of Korra. Episode one is the Welcome to Republic City. Two is Leaf in the Wind. And three is, look through my notes, The Revelation, which is a woof. So, (laughs) we will get to all of this and more, but first, I would say I've seen all of The Legend of Korra from beginning to end already. Uh, Ben, what's your relationship to the series? (laughs) I'm the upset because this is literally my first watch through of this entire show. I know it's been out for many years now, but... For some reason, unlike Avatar The Last Airbender, I really haven't caught up with Legend of Korra, so this is an experience for me. Oh yeah, I'm about to say, because you've seen all of uh, Legend of Aang, right? Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. What'd you think of the, what'd you think of the series? Phenomenal. <laughs> I mean, honestly, there's so many words that go through my head when I think about that one that I just can't think of any, like, any ones that do it justice. It's just fantastic, and if you, if you haven't watched that yet then I would ha- highly recommend you watch that before this podcast, but... Yeah, we will be giving spoilers about uh, Avatar The Last Airbender, obviously. Right, but other than that, I mean, it was really phenomenal. I was surprised that of all the uh, cartoon uh, distributing companies that Nickelodeon was able to do something this great. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong, they did well with like Rugrats and stuff like that, but then Avatar The Last Airbender came out and it was like a total game changer. Yeah, I think there was some kind of story about some other company, maybe Disney or Cartoon Network, turning it down possibly or something like that, which is insane. <laughs> if, if that, yeah, I was going to say, if that's true, then... <laughs> that oof. really sucks for them because mm-hmm. this show is fantastic. And and no, just so you know, we're not going to mention the uh, M. Night Shyamalan movies. No. Well, it's, I'm about to say something. It come, no, I'm not going to say anything. So, <laughs> I'm about to say something that will be relevant way down the line, but we'll get there when we get there. Uh, oh yeah, well, you haven't seen the show, but I assume through cultural osmosis you know some stuff about the series? Very few. I've actually been surprisingly well at making sure I don't know too much about this show. Okay. That's good. Alright, let's get started on episode one of Legend of Korra. Welcome to Republic City. The very first thing we see is best girl, best avatar, best everything, (laughs) Kiyoshi, my favorite from the original series. Uh, She is fantastic. She's much like Korra, really rude and really mean. She is very stern. She is great. Um, The intro is past avatars this time. With uh, Roshi? Roku. Roku, my bad. Uh, come on. I'm a failure. You, you, I, you, I stopped you, the you podcast. Say, uh, <laughs> you, you say the first one was your favorite. Yeah. Um, Roku is best. Roku is definitely not. He, he died from a volcano. So <laughs> we will. Uh, Roku is the firebender. Aang, older Aang, which we don't know yet, is the airbender. And mm-hmm. Korra is the waterbender. Yep. Uh, in the original series, fun fact, the uh, benders in the beginning... Like when this was still in pilot mode, we're supposed to be Ang's teachers. He was supposed to have a male fire, uh, earthbending teacher, and who was later the boulder. And he was supposed to have Azula teaching him fire, which why she's the firebender at the beginning from episode one. Yeah, Azula's the firebender in the intro. Well, no, 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 not that. They, was, they originally wanted conceptually the people who are in the intro were supposed to be his teachers, I believe. They, but they wanted Azula. That would have been crazy. I guess it went a much better way with her character. <laughs> that would yeah, that, that would have been a very interesting ending. I can't remember who the other ones were. Let's was, see. Um, I think the airman may have been his teacher. I think it was maybe just the generic airbender. I don't know. 
Oh, I was gonna say water was definitely his teacher for water bending. Was Katara? The old no, the old man from the North Pole. Oh, that one that teaches yeah, Katara yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. um, yeah, Earth was some dude who it was the Boulder. Yeah, uh, uh, oh, <laughs> that actually was the Boulder. Is that specifically well, right, like, but that character that they were going to? Besides, became, before they became chose Toph. Actually, yeah, yeah, a, actually never knew. Guy. Actually, never knew that the uh, fire bending uh, lady at the beginning. Was Azula? Yeah, from that episode was, one, that, the that's best crazy. character from the original series besides. Ki- well, no, I'll say she tied with Kyoshi for best because Azula is my favorite. <sighs> you and the asshole girls. Yeah, you're you, great. sorry. Yeah, you and you and this, <laughs> you and those. Yeah, like a lady with a mean personality. <laughs> they after the intro, we have Tenzin, voiced by none other than motherfucking Jen Jonah Jameson himself. Oh, what the hell is his real name? I looked. I looked it up, and I feel like an asshole now. Yeah, it sounds. It's a. I always call. I always call him J. Jonah Jameson oh, as well. Well, you bet. While I look it up. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, we, we we start off the episode with uh, actually a few. I, I guess water J. K. bending. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Okay. Simmons. That's his Oof, name. I suck. Um. Yeah, but we we actually don't start off. Uh, we, we, yeah, we start off with Tenzin talking. About the state of the world. Yeah, the state of the he world. He mentions and everything that, like that the um, the Republic City was made from the Fire Nation colonies that were in Earth Kingdom territory. Mm-hmm. Which in the first Avatar comic series, taking place immediately after this series, what this is about because it is really cool. It's like Zuko trying to oh, which it was either Ang or Zuko trying to tell the Fire Nation people to get out of the Earth Kingdom territories. But a lot of them had families and wives and kids in the Earth Kingdom colonies with Earthbenders. And there were a lot of Earthbenders trying to stop them from getting the people out. And it was a huge, almost civil war between Aang and Zuko immediately after all the business with Ozai. But they eventually chilled out and established Republic City. It's a very good comic, I suggest it. If I remember the name, I would say what it was. <laughs> now, is, is that what... Um... Actually, we'll, 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 we'll get there later. But yeah, it's a, it was a very cool comic. It was a very interesting concept after the first series. Aang and them were friends, and then just suddenly all of a sudden they're upset. So, Republic City was actually established in one of those comics that I've yet to Kind of, yeah. Okay, okay. They established, like, yeah, we, we'll kick the uh, Fire Nation people out, but, like, you can't... It was weird. It was really cool and really good uh, politicking in that. We see three White Lotus coming to a small house in the Water Tribe Nation. I believe it's the South Pole, right? Yeah, I believe it is the South Pole. Okay, yeah. So I was about to say, yeah, cause the, the later that's going to be, it's definitely the South Pole, because mm-hmm. <laughs> it trickles down later. Uh, the voice actor for the lead, White Lotus, is Bill Dotree from King of the Hill, and he's like a huge voice actor. He's been a wait, wait, which stuff. one in uh, King of the Hill? Bill Dotree, bald one. The one who's really dumb. Oh, really? <laughs> That's the voice actor for the lead White Lotus. That dude's been in a ton of stuff, like Office. Uh, 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 has, has he? Wow. Okay. Uh, office Space and stuff like that. He's a huge actor, but uh, he's, he's great. Okay. We see uh, little fat baby Cora being a huge jerk immediately, establishing her character as a, <laughs> as a terrible person and a huge meanie. She's great. Just being a little brat, saying, I'm the Avatar, you gotta deal with it. And then she just earth bends, fire bends, and water bends at them. And they're like, oh, crap. Just like out of nowhere, <laughs> because apparently, even even though she's like, what? Five at that time. Yeah, she's a little tiny she's a, kid. She, she can do everything but airbend. She, yeah. At least she doesn't show airbending in that and, uh, scene. There is a little, um, a very one-off little comic about when she was a little baby discovering that and when she first found Naga, who we meet later. But yeah, like when she first found out that she has the Avatar and she has the powers. <laughs> uh, let's see. We established from her being a little kid to her immediately being an adult fire tra- or doing her fire training, which she's of course great at because of her abrasive personality. <laughs> right, and her raw power. Yeah, she's an incredibly powerful firebender. She just whoops the two trainers' butts and they're really impressed with her. 
uh, Katara is the first OG character we meet. Yes. A very old Katara who's lived a long life and she's just like, oh, she's ready to go do her, her air training too. And it's just And everyone's great. just like raising eyebrows at her because they're like, wait, are you sure? She, she's she got like the physical aspect, but she needs to like, you know, get that men- like the spiritual and mental aspect. Yep. We uh, then first meet Naga, the... Polar bear dog, who is really good as a person who owns three dogs, I couldn't imagine yeah, having uh, to deal with that. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprisingly enough, I'm more of a cat person, mm. but Naga is just so cute. Yeah, Naga's adorable, but I couldn't <laughs> imagine having to deal with that. The horrible dogs I have, like my one right here, sitting right here, like, just bad enough. <laughs> we immediately meet Tenzin and his family, uh, Janora, Iki, Milo, and his wife. Uh, we see Tenzin just uh, being very kind. J.K. Simmons being great. One of the the middle child, Iki, I believe, is trying to ask Katara about Zuko's mother. <laughs> I, actually, that's the older one because I thought it was the middle one who asked. No, and the, 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 the oh, older yeah, one right, right. Uh, asks. Yeah, yeah. See, I don't you'll remember the You'll remember. Oh uh, yeah, Janora is like you know she's the old the eldest of the children. She you know she's the mild one. You know mm-hmm. oh. Grandma, you know, it, maybe we can talk about Zuko's instantly interrupted by the the middle child. Yeah, Ike's overly, like, oh, you're overly old. energetic. Yeah, yeah, and oh. like Katara's like, oh, that's a crazy story, and it's a very another once again bring up the comics. It is a very good comic involving Ko the Face Stealer and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. Oh, they bring Ko back. They talk. Well, technically, I think it's Ko's mother. It's very bizarre and very cool. Oh, wow. <laughs> another oh, wow. weird, crazy giant spirit goddess. Mm-hmm. There's a whole weird running thing about like Zuko may not be Ozai's kid, and there's a whole bunch of other crazy stuff. You get more I haven't Zula. read those, so. I know. I have it downstairs if you can borrow it. Maybe. Uh, i got to probably reread it again for watching Korra. But, yeah, it's like a whole thing about like possibly Zuko not being Ozai's kid and Azula just being a maniac who they're forced to drag around who doesn't have her bending because Aang took it away. It's great. She's just a crazy Wait, person. she actually does get her bending taken away? Yeah, of course she does. Are well, you serious? <laughs> now, they never actually established that in the, the car- show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in the show. That, that's why I asked that because oh, yeah. I was like, huh. Yeah. So that's what happened. She I, is far too dangerous thought, to keep that. True. She's I mean, dangerous take, without it. Taking, taking that away and then putting her in an asylum would probably be safest. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. But yeah, uh, they interrupt the story about that, which I suggest everyone go read that comic because it's very, very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they uh, name drop Aang's other two kids, Kaya and Boomy. Boomy, of course, named after King Boomy, his friend from when he was the, a kid. The best, be- one of the saddest things. Best Earthbender. I don't, I don't care. Ah, Fight me on that. Best tough. Earthbender. He's no tough. <laughs> Second best Earthbender. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. <laughs> but yeah, it's really, I, I, and then Kaya, who we, we're not going to meet them for a bit, but they are also really, really cool. Mm. Uh, oh, you don't know anything about it. Um, we, let's see. It's great. Uh, we first hear from Tenzin about the situation in the city that he's very vague about, which we won't find out about for a while. All we, all he pretty much establishes is because he's supposed to be there in and uh, train Korra for like what was it two years or something like that. Yeah, they're supposed to move his whole family um, to the North Pole or South right, Pole. Right, South Pole. Yeah. Mm. Um, and but then all of a sudden he's like, "Hey, it's gonna have to wait because," and everything we know about this is, um, the state, the situation in Republic City is bad. <laughs> and I have to stay there. Yeah, I they don't. They, they they never say what exactly. Yeah, but they, that's literally all we get. And of course, in Cora fashion, she gets very angry at this. <laughs> not not like actually bending in a rage. No, she just 
like respectfully is like you know why not yeah what's wrong well i'll go there and everyone's like absolutely not the city's too dangerous the white lotus stopped from doing that and of course also and we'll find out very typical core fashion she ignores everybody and does what she wants and she escapes with naga with the permission of katara exactly i was gonna say there's the important one yeah there. katara's like yeah i know you need to go so go do it in that in that segment though we do get very sad news we find out Sokka passed away she says, my bro- I've that's lost right. my brother and a couple of my other friends. Yeah, that's Which right. is very, very sad. Mm, won't say anything man. else regarding that, but the, yeah, uh, that was very upsetting to hear about Sokka, who's one of the funniest characters in the original series. Uh, <laughs> she stows away on a ship, which is a weird, crazy story I'd love to have seen. <laughs> right, they, 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 don't, they don't ever explain it. It's just, hey, I'm going, bye mom, bye dad. And then all of a sudden, she's just on a boat. On a, a stone away on a boat, and it's very weird. She, it's, uh... She burst out into the city with a very, very cool 20s Hong Kong steampunk aesthetic in the city. Oh, yeah, I love that. It is that. gorgeous. But, of course, um, being a water tribe girl, Hick. Uh, <laughs> Hick, Hick. Hick, um, being in the big city, shenanigans ensue. Of course, she's running through the city knocking over Satomobiles, which you, you refer to as that. Okay. Important later. <laughs> and then we, uh, see, we see that even though she doesn't have any money because she says to from the city, she's from the tribes, just have anything. She's well, pretty self-sufficient. Also, yeah, and also, you know, she was being watched under the White Lotus, so everything was literally given to yeah, her. Yeah, to her. That'll be a, a thing coming up later. But she is, yeah, incredibly self-sufficient. She manages to fish in the park and cook the fish and be able to sustain herself in a and crazy... She's even, <laughs> yeah, and she's even kind to the homeless. Yeah, about to say, a crazy uh, bush hobo pops out. <laughs> <laughs> And again, um, sweet smelling fishies, and he's just like a very <laughs> 20s bum. <laughs> he's very cool. <laughs> and that's when we first see an equalist rally with someone in the park talking about how benders are bad. And Coral's like, what are you talking about? Bending's awesome. And they're like, ah, you're the part of the problem. Yeah. A very politically charged uh, message immediately. We see a masked person referred to as Amon, and it is very intimidating. Who knows what that's going to be? Yep. That's very, 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 very harsh and very, very crazy. And we we're like, what the heck was the deal with that? Korra back into the town runs into the triple threat triad gang. Uh, some really cool gangsters. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, not I, cool. Like they were, they were lame and well, they got their butts kicked, but they were like conceptually very cool. It's yeah, I was, their, their introduction was done very well because they were just like actually threatening and stuff like that. And I'm just like sitting here, I'm like, ooh, because you know, in in a last Airbender fashion, ooh. More villains. Yeah, some because more fun characters. Because there's never just one villain. There's actually multiple ones. Yeah, some really fun characters in that. They're really, really cool, and they're, they're, they'll be recurring later. Uh, oh, yeah, this one weird thing. This um, yellow-coated, glasses-wearing extra, he's, like, constantly in the background all the time. He's a real rando, and he doesn't have any importance, but he's just like, you'll see him a bunch if you look for him while you're watching the show. He's like, yeah, he's like oh, there's that extra again. <laughs> oh, it, it's, just like, it's just like one of those ongoing things. Like, yeah. well, unlike... Uh, Unlike our last uh, episode we did with young, with young Justice, where DC does fifty two, where that actually is important, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this one's just like, oh hey, there's that guy. Yeah, there's that extra they used again. <laughs> see, I, I did notice him a few times. You'll see him a lot. I think he's like <laughs> almost every episode. Uh, uh, the triple the triad, they, the Cora handily beats them with her. That, that the, the one who gets it the worst, I think, is that water bender who like immediately gets his head frozen in a really cool way. Ooh yeah, <laughs> that, that was, was amazing. really cool looking. Uh, and then we see the metal bending cops. Ah. This is conceptually one of the coolest things. And mm-hmm. like a broken record, I'm going to bring it up again. Comics, when you find, after this original series, Toph establishes a metal bending school. 
with three people that she, the earthbenders that she picks up and they want to learn. And it is a really cool story about her just trying to be a teacher and trying to teach people how to metal bend. And eventually they become really good at it and that leads to the police station, which oh, we're going to see later. Goodness. It's really, really cool. Outside of the police station, we see a big statue of Toph. A big metal adult Toph, first time we're seeing it. And we meet another one of the best characters, Lin Bei Fong. Oh, Lord. <laughs> that character. I mean, don't get me wrong. She's doing her job, which we're yeah. about to explain. Of but, course. oh my god. <laughs> That's all I can say at the she moment. is really cool. She is a huge hard ass. Her VA is... Sterling? I can't remember her name, but she's in a ton of stuff. She played Frau Farbissina in Austin Powers. And she was the main teacher, I think, in iCarly. She's in a bunch of stuff, but she's mm. really funny. She, yeah, she does Lin Bei Fung's voice. Lin is just like pissed about the avatar uh core is trying to like be like no oh, you're top's daughter you should love the avatar and she's like so what about my mother yeah, you're, you're like, a criminal yeah you're you, a criminal you, yeah you broke the law you broke the law so <laughs> you're gonna have to but then she gets a save because yeah. all of a sudden it's like she's trying to you know trying to get cora to understand what went down and it's just like hey um what was it chairman chairman uh, councilman or, councilman yeah, yeah. So. councilman uh, tenzin has arrived and she's just like uh, uh, well, oof, I'm a goof, dude. You have so much more to find about the show. It's going to get so much crazier. But yeah, Councilman Tenzin lets her out, and she's really pissed. They have a very weird, cold exchange between Lynn and Tenzin. And then <laughs> you cut to a platypus bear and an old lady in the jail. <laughs> which just is just random. I love platypus bears. One of my favorite things is the whole animal fusion in Avatar, and that platypus bear look cool as hell. <laughs> they really do. I love how they can just take two different things and just fuse them. Yeah. Um, Tenzin... Oh, well, actually, before we go forward to the plot, regarding that fact, they I don't know if they ever established what the deal with it is, but, like, one, the random episode with Zuko being, like, a wandering samurai boy, way, way back in the original series, and he goes to that farm, and you see, like, pig chickens, you see pig cows, and then you see, like, pig something else, and it's just like, so they, are they actually breeding these things somehow? Now, actually, uh, speaking of that, um, I forget what episode in Avatar, um, but... Because uh, Hara's like, hey, we've been invited to oh. this and to, 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 for the uh, birthday of his, of, his, yeah. of his bear. And they're like, oh, a platypus bear? No, it just says bear. <laughs> it's like, oh, so uh, uh, like there's... Skunk great, bear? Yeah. yeah, skunk bear, this bear. And after she goes, it just says bear. Everyone's like, that's weird. Yeah, like, like, this whole place is weird. Yeah, was, <laughs> that's the like, uh, king of bossing say. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It's, it's, weird it's just funny because it's like platypus bear. Normal. <laughs> uh, polar bear dog. Normal. Bear? Yeah, that, I don't, there's, I think we'll, we'll see one other normal kind of animal later on, but like, it's, yeah, it's very bizarre. It, it's, I don't even know if it's ever officially addressed in anything. Yeah, I don't think it, it is either. Tenzin finally relents and agrees to teach Korra and have her move in with the air temple. She gives a press conference where she gives a pretty okay speech to the people about what she plans on doing in the city. And uh, final shot, we see... The henchman of Amon, who is voiced by Lance Henriksen. The, the henchman was? Yeah. Huh. See, I thought that one henchman, I knew that was a very familiar voice. Yeah. I'm just like... Lance Henriksen, Bishop from Aliens, and yeah. a ton of other stuff. And then, of course, my favorite VA, who I have the autograph of in real life, Stephen Bloom as Amon, who is just like, goddamn, yes. There, there is no way I would ever forget that voice. <laughs> there is absolutely no way. Stephen Bloom is just being utterly fantastic, and immediately just like, oh, the Avatar's here, so we better do something about this. And it's just like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> and that is the end of episode one of Korra. Now, 
you were obviously both fans of the original series and stuff. Mm, oh, yeah. What's your favorite bending style? My favorite bending style? Ah, uh, see... Are we, like Now, are we going with basic, or are we going with hybrid? Are we going... Ba- well, let's see. But, in telling all base, that you've seen base. them... In telling everything you've seen them do in the series. Because um, the, the, be- the best moment... It, it, my favorite bending style is literally the best moment in Avatar The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. When Toph finally was able to bend her cage... Oh, yeah. So you're an earthbending fan? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Earthbending has always been a more interesting thing. I mean... Oh, don't... Right here, bro. Right here. Yep. Get, gotcha. Oh, that's style. right. That's right. You are. Oh, of course, dude. Earthbending's dope as hell. <laughs> I mean, don't, get, don't get me wrong. I can understand the other styles and how they could be more, like, more interesting and stuff, but earthbending is it's probably so the best. And let's say, like, well, let's uh, count it off what we've seen. Uh, earth which is just ground. Mm-hmm. They have sand, which they can use yep, with airbending. They mm-hmm. have crystal, which is what Boomy does with the rock candy. That's right. They have does. metal bending, which is fantastic and incredibly strong. There's some other stuff that you'll see later. No spoilers. <laughs> Earth bending is incredible, and they do so much, and it is my favorite style. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Now, they're now like I know uh, our friend Ed, who's going to join us later, is a huge fan of water, but you'll probably have to go into spoilers for why. They have a lot of good stuff too, but I still Earth is so versatile mm-hmm. and it's oh, so yeah. cool. Some of the coolest and characters we've met so exactly, far. Exactly, yeah. Top and, I mean, great. She may she may, she may not be my favorite Avatar, but Kyoshi. Kyoshi's I mean, fantastic. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, it, it's great. I love Earthbending so much. Uh, the others, whatever. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll see some more stuff in the yeah, other oh, styles. Oh, we will, but it's, it's still like I mean, I agree with you. It's just like well, water, earth, uh, water, fire, eh, Earthbending. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's the best. Alright, on to episode two, A Leaf in the Wind. We have a very short recap with uh, the 1920s announcer man who's going to be in every episode from now I on. L- I love that so much. Uh, their but recap the, the, is uh, literally that. The transatlantic accent. Ah, mm-hmm. Coming up, guys, we got this coming up now. Da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, he does the recap of the thing. He even refers to Korra as a hot-headed teen, once again establishing her character as a huge jerk. <laughs> oh my goodness. She's a mean, rough person, hard to deal with, and I guess a lot of people had problems with the series because she's so aggressive and so mean and so, right. so she... different from Aang. <laughs> well, right, I mean... Uh, but it's already established that, unlike Aang, who was an airbender, which they're very spiritual, where he needed to learn how to do the physical aspects of bending, Korra is literally the, pun not intended, polar opposite. <laughs> um, well, uh, I caught myself with that one. But, yeah, she's literally the exact opposite, where she needs to learn the spiritual aspect, in which case... As we're gonna establish, you know, she's hard. She's hard-headed. She's very easy to like get angry and frustrated with things, which I thought was a more interesting like version of it. Rather than like you know the hero being like, oh, I'm actually gonna bring peace. No, yeah. I like the struggle <laughs> of her actually trying. A straight up obvious, calm, nice, good guy. Yeah, who's she's altruistic she, and everything like Angus, she's a act- literal monk. Yeah, she has to actually <laughs> try to learn what balances how to help people while also overcoming her own personal issues oh, yeah. and she will be dealing with that for a while <laughs> opening thing is the pro bending tournament immediately brought up mm. it is oh she's reading the newspaper i believe that she hears about pro yes. bending and i was gonna say no spoilers but there are two bits in this with the newspapers that they show future characters the first one we see is a guy with weird slick hair who looks like a weird pretty boy that character's going to be important later, but we see him on the newspaper while she's reading about pro-bending. 
Uh, Tenzin is very upset about pro bending. He thinks it's a waste of time. He thinks it's a very dumb sport. They, they, he's all, he's all about tradition of bending, and yeah. this is a, a blasphemous. And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, dude, you're old. <laughs> Even for this series, like, yeah, yeah, forty years after the original series, things have changed, old man. Uh, we see flying lemurs finally. Yay, mama. yes. <laughs> I was so happy when I saw that. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, we first mention of Korra's inability to control air at all. Being a result of her personality. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Given her nature, why air is so difficult for her. Yeah, we find out that Aang was bad. They say that his the most difficult one was earthbending. Oh yeah, because for some reason they talk about opposite, uh, like opposite of personality. Yeah. It, oh, was it a personality? It was a personality. Cause okay, yeah, not, yeah. Not, yeah, because like if it was like bending, then she would have had trouble with fire, which she's very good at. <laughs> right. Yeah. That, that, that's why I was confused because I, I must have missed that one. Yeah. No, it's, person- it's regarding your personality. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, because you know, Aang was nice, call, call, <laughs> calm, and fluid, and, and changing all the time. And Earth, Earth is just like literally. You, yeah. yeah. Well, it is. It's, it's, it's not. Yeah. It, it's very like Sturdy adamant. And determined. See, yeah. Aang was also very carefree. Yeah. With uh, with earthbending, you can't be as carefree. You got to be like. Boom, yeah. Because, yeah. let's all be honest, Rage is all about fire. Yeah, which... well, that's Korra. That's great. That's... <laughs> yeah, this, let's be honest. That's but yeah, the I was first thinking, like, I think Aang had more trouble with firebending than he did with Earth. Well, no, the only reason why he had trouble with firebending was because, at that time, every single firebender yeah. was for Ozai. even and bad. <laughs> yeah, and, and evil. That's the only reason why he had difficulty was because he couldn't find a teacher. Yeah. Um, but even did, when he had Zuko, Zuko had him and struggled a lot more than he did with Toph, I think. Well, even Zuko struggled. Yeah. Toph already knew what to do. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, she was a very harsh teacher. She did not She did not even <laughs> yeah. give a crap. She was just like, she hey. She twinkled to his butt all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that was great. But, but yeah, I mean, the, the, that whole established thing where the opposites of personality was a very... A very nice thing for them to actually establish right yeah, there. I'd love to then. see how the other avatars struggled with their stuff. Seriously. I can't remember. I think the day in the flashback with uh, Ozai as a kid training, did they ever struggle? I'm curious if they ever talked about what his thing was. Um, I don't think they ever did, at least in Avatar. Okay. The uh, next thing we see the panels, and we finally get the meaning of the episode title, Leaf in the Wind. It's a weird ancient panel twisting thing where you have to learn to move through the panels like an airbender to fluidly control and be like air. Of course, Korra's terrible at it and knocks in every panel and all. <laughs> just being a... constantly just you can you you can't you don't actually see it, but you can literally like see the steam like building up. Yeah. and she's just about to explode. Yeah, Janora, the uh, eldest kid, is able to very easily do it. And like, let's see. Uh, oh yeah, then once again we see her training, and we see another character, a uh, uh, dark-skinned, older-looking gentleman, on the opposite side of the panel, as you see Lynn on what she's trying to. Practice or firebending on a newspaper. You see another guy on the other side of the newspaper. He's oh, going to be yeah. important. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you see, okay. it's a random tiny yeah. little picture, but it's almost like right, right. But, like, I know what you're talking it's about. It's another now. foreshadowy character bit that like you won't get. <laughs> Airbend. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Because that's, because let's be honest, that's how easy bending is. It's all you have know, to do just, is you're, say it. Do a big punch. <laughs> uh, we oh, we established that radios are a thing. We're just like completely yep. working radios. We hear about the uh, pro bending tournament going on. First mention of Mako for the first time. Mm-hmm. And of course, while they're all listening to the game, the White Lotus and Korra sneakily listening. Uh, Tenzin comes in, turns off the game, so we missed the final score. And we don't know how the hell the thing turns out. Yeah. <laughs> but and Tenzin also first time mentioning that. One day it'll just click for you, the airbending. If you just keep trying at it, it'll click one of these days, which is going to be important later, obviously. 
Uh, there is a pretty cool scene of Korra escaping into the ocean to go see the um, mm-hmm. probing thing. A really cool thing where she brings up a whole giant tidal pool of water to jump into and swim oh, all the way so to cool. the shore. It's crazy. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, let's see. Korra is checking out the gym, just amazed at everything. When some like the gym owner just comes over and says, like, "I got out of here, you kids!" And then Bullen's like, "Oh, hey, uh, I'm, uh, I'm her boyfriend." <laughs> and then she's like, "No, you're not." And she's like, "Yeah, just play along." <laughs> Bullen. Bullen oh, immediately goodness. established as a very fun, silly character who is very, very cool. Indeed, yeah. <laughs> he is great. And he is silly, and they just have a weird, awkward exchange. And the guy's just like, "Whatever, get out of here, you idiot kids." Uh, she uh, goes into the probing thing. She sees Mako and uh, what's the other dude's name? I. Random guy. I have it. Dude, I'll say it. Oh, sure does it does he actually have a name? They say his name a couple of times. Yeah. Do they? Yeah. I, I must have missed that as well because. Let's see. Ba, 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 ba. I can't remember what his name is. It's some weird thing, but he's very not important, so who cares? But I gotta find back where I am in the notes. Uh, ba, ba, ba. Okay, Mako mentioned. Mako dismisses her as a group, which is very funny. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, Bowling, quit bring your goddamn groupies back here. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just like, Wow, yeah. that guy's a, a hit with anyone. Yeah, she's like tries to be nice and he just ignores her really rudely, and she's just like, "Oh my god, what an what an yeah, jerk, what, who, <laughs> what an asshole." <laughs> yeah, yeah, say. Uh, the team that they are fighting, or their team, is called the Fire Ferrets, and they are fighting the Tiger Dillos, which I'm like, I'm pretty sure I remember that monster from that animal from uh, back when uh, Ang built that Earthbending Zoo. There was a Tiger Dillo in there. Was oh yeah, there was it okay. Was, yeah, Royals like rolling around and stuff. That's a really oh Hasuk is the name of the guy. Oh, okay. Their waterbending of their pro-bending team is Hasuk. Uh, oh. Let's see. He's really bad, and he keeps losing. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not a fan of sports or, or stuff like that, but goddamn, pro-bending looks so good, and I would watch I a agree. whole anime. I, 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 agree, I agree with that. I'm not really big on sports, but... If that were a real thing, I would be watching it. Oh, I was gonna every... say it feels like um like an anime, like a oh yeah, like a like any of the basketball, like a spin, or like a, like, or well, like a spinoff uh, yeah. Avatar thing where it was just like pro bending. It looked really really fun, mm. and also if you play the uh, Korra game, they have a full like it's a whole separate mode where you can just play pro bending against like the bots and against people. So it's like Final Fantasy X with Blitzball, only <laughs> pro bending better, mm. <laughs> only better, only you'll want to play because <laughs> F Blitzball. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. They're getting their butts kicked. They're bobbing and weaving. Their uh, style seems very much like boxing, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, I think they're both using the, they're both using the similar style to do their stuff, too. And yeah, they're just, like, boxing with them. A lot of really cool bobbing and, like, they're bobbing and weaving. They're weaving and bobbing. It's just, like, really cool. And uh, then Mako solos the whole Tiger Dillo's team himself. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, I mean, now, Bo- it's not because Bolin wasn't trying. Yeah. He, he, you, you can tell that Bolin and Mako really do have like a chemistry together. Oh yeah, they're great. And then Hasuk got knocked out immediately. I don't even remember his name. He's yeah. just like Ugh. Hasuk got knocked out immediately, and after while distracted by that, Bolin got knocked out, and then Mako yeah just kissed a whole bunch of butt. Korra is like, wow, you did really good. And once again, he's like, ugh, you're still here. <laughs> like, oh my god, uh, dude, <laughs> you're such an ass. He's the worst. of Korra. She's just like, you're still a jerk. Jesus Christ. There's a really funny uh, pseudo <laughs> accidental racist gag with Bolin being like, I mean, I don't know how like my earthbending style is gonna be with the water bending, and he, she's like, Oh, I'm an earthbender. He's like, Oh, I, I didn't mean to uh, assume that uh, you were, you know, uh, you, the, the, the the clothes you were wearing. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, but the coolest thing about that was, I mean, obviously Bolin, he's he's always like, <laughs> Hey, I'm saying a thing. When he's proven wrong, he like gets all flustered and yeah, stuff. But he's... I mean, but instantly after he's like i didn't want to assume um 
Korra's just like, oh, no, I can, wa- I'm a waterbender. <laughs> I, oh, oh, and I also firebend, too. <laughs> and he's like, I'm confused. <laughs> and Mako's like, oh, my God, she's the Avatar. <laughs> Suddenly, Mako feels bad about being such a crappy person when he finds out she's the Avatar. And yet still is somewhat of a crappy person to her. <laughs> yeah. Bolin uh, tries to show her a boxing style to show, like, the pop-pop with the punching and everything. Mm-hmm. So, in the style that they use. Um, and she goes back to Air, Air Temple Island eventually. She continues to suck at airbending, and in her rage, she destroys the ancient historical <laughs> the test for airbending just because she's angry. <laughs> yeah, and uh, also, like, Tenzin's obviously like, look, you need to be patient. And Korra's just like, look, maybe your teaching method is bad. <laughs> it just storms off. Yeah, she goes like, from a bad teacher. She's just like, Jesus Christ. And Milo's yeah. just like, yeah, you're a bad teacher, a little kid. Such, a, such an impressionable young child. <laughs> Milo's the best. Such a little jerk. <laughs> um, yeah, um, next day at the team meeting, Hasuk just doesn't show up. <laughs> and yeah, like, just no goddamn. <laughs> yeah, Mako is still like, well, what are you doing here? Why are you still hanging out with us to Korra for some reason? Korra, and then they eventually put Korra on the team despite her not knowing the rules of the game. <laughs> oh my goodness, yeah. And then b- because of her not knowing the rules and stuff, uh, they, Mako even says, it's like, hey, waterbend only. Just waterbend. And, which she, I mean, she does for, yeah. like, the first two minutes, and then she actually does the other bending, and everyone in the crowd is just like, oh my goodness, it's the Avatar. Oh, yeah, and it's like, is it, could it be? Yes, it's the Avatar. And it's like, Tenzin hears on the radio, it's like, what the? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, of course, in, in Avatar fashion, it's just like, hey, uh, the ruling is, is she's allowed to stay, but she can only waterbend. Yeah, which, of course, the other team's just like, what? Yeah, they're like, jeez, come on. That's <laughs> so great. Uh, let's see. Tenzin finally confronts her, just like, you can't be doing, you're, you're supposed to, like, the Avatar is supposed to be not about just fighting, and she's just like, Tenzin, shut up, you're a bad teacher. So, he tells Quite her, like, literally. no, he's like, she's like, it's not about just fighting. And she's like, whatever, old man. And then she goes back to the thing, and it finally clicks for her when she's by herself. She has to solo the other team, where she finally starts moving like an airbender, and she dodges all the other people's moves. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, yeah, and then, like, when they finally go back to the next round, uh, I wrote down the uh, announcer's words. <laughs> the platypus bears are all out of juice, but Mako and Bolin are still fresh and juicy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that great 20s dialogue. That was fantastic. Mm, uh, of course, it. they win the fire ferrets, win the match over the platypus bears. Korra apologizes to being such a dick to Tenzin, and Tenzin's like, no, you know, you can continue pro-bending. It's actually pretty good for you. And then, of course, the last shot is Mako brooding on the roof, looking at Air Temple Island where Korra is, and Korra just happily looking out like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> like, oh, oh, misty-eyed, like, ah. Yeah, and Mako's doing his brooding thing. That is the end of episode two of Legend of Korra. Oh, so, like, just the fact that they did the, the pro-bending stuff. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It like, sticks around. It's, it's <sighs> good. Yeah, well, of course it's going to because now it has now it's an important staple because they haven't been the champions yet. Yeah, they haven't. There's yeah. a whole, whole arc well, for that. <laughs> and, and and of course, I've never watched this, so I don't know if they ever do. Who knows? Course, maybe maybe they'll maybe they'll actually do a thing where they don't. I don't know. Well, no, I'm not gonna spoil it for you. So. I mean, I mean, and I don't expect you to. But yeah, it's really good. I love that. You, you should oh. definitely try picking up the um, Avatar Korra game. It's really short. It's only a couple of hours. It's like maybe like. Four or five hours long. I think I, I'll have to look it up, but I, think, I have it on my computer. Well, I, I think there's a there was like a few articles saying that there are some games you can't really get anymore, and yeah, that was one of them. Stuff? Really, I hope not. I, just... I, I I had to look it up, but I think that was one of the ones. So I'll I'll have to look that. But mm. if if it is something I can get, 
course I'm going to get it. Of course. It's it's really good. Yeah. yeah. And of course, there's always extra legal ways to, now, <laughs> to get it, I guess. Now, my only question about that is, should I watch more before I play the game? It takes place after season say or maybe season two so so to you be safe be I'll careful watch yeah more, be careful yeah. yeah there's there's lps out there you could probably watch but like i want to be sure i have to go back and check i think it's after season two okay, yeah 100%. well i'll probably uh watch we'll probably do this first and then i'll play the game after i do all this all right, yeah it's gonna be worth it because it's short but it's it's also by platinum so you know it's Ooh, good. yeah nice right, yeah, you know it's good all right cora episode three the revelation dun, dun, dun. Goof, i'm a goof <laughs> here we go all right so, opening thing, we see early morning training <laughs> with Korra saying a very funny line, why are we training in the morning? The morning is evil. <laughs> and I'm just like, that's true. It's a yeah, true. <laughs> it is. But yeah, Korra continues to train with Mako and Bolin in pro bending. Uh, Mako is just trying to like show, you got to get good. And he tosses the ball to her and she's just like, you get good. She just tosses and crushes like- him. <laughs> 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 just the great... First time Pabu, the fire ferret of the titular fire ferret group, pops up. Literally, pretty much the Momo of it's the a, yeah, uh, uh, pretty much the Momo of this series. And oh my goodness, so yeah, cute! It's like a it's like a ferret, but a red panda. Yeah, as it's well. like a weird mix of a red panda oh, and a it's ferret. So adorable. He is the fire ferret. He's great. And then of course the owner of the pro bending league shows up with some money for them, and then just has to take it all for all of their expenses because I don't know if we established it. Mako and Bolin do live inside the gym where the pro bending stuff happens. Yeah, uh, they, they they do establish that actually. I think it was last episode, possibly. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it was episode two. Like at the end, after they actually won, it's like, hey, all right, we're gonna go. Wait, what? Yeah, we live in the attic. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, in in fashion, you know the manager. Yeah. He's like, yeah, oh, uh, you do this, this, and this, and this, and this, and uh, oh, by the way, if you guys are gonna go into the championship, yeah, until the end of the week to get thirty thousand. Yep, I'm surprised you remember that number. <laughs> Specifically, I had to write down the number thirty thousand yuans to it. See, that's the only thing I did. Yeah. I, I didn't know what the money system was called. It's yuans. But yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's it's one of those classic uh, money needing apps where they need to make some cash. <laughs> uh. We uh, find out that the boys grew up poor, and Mako's rude to Korra after he finds out that she was pretty much just, like, <laughs> living it up, having everything handed to her by the monks that, or the uh, White Lotus that raised her. Right, yeah. Yeah, Bolin is uh, so like, oh, this is some circus tricks with Pabu, and then, like, Mako's like, get serious. He's like, I was serious. It was a really sad, <laughs> was cute so moment cute. from Bolin. <laughs> <laughs> but it was serious. And, like, let's see... Uh, oh, we established outside of the city. We see a giant statue of Zuko, burning fire. It's really cool. Now, my question that I was going to ask earlier, because you were talking about how uh, Zuko and Aang almost had like a civil war in the comic, and then they established Republic City. Mm-hmm. It, it, is, it, is like all of that in their establishing, is that why there's like a, like a statue of Zuko in like a... In a like, park? <laughs> well, like I, I, for for a moment when I saw that, like the the statue of Zuko, I felt like there was like sections of the city that are like strictly for different. Oh vendors. No, 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 Okay, no. it was just a coincidence. It's all mixed, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, his weird statue was permanently burning fire, which really looked cool looking. Oh my goodness, <laughs> it did. And we see uh, street peddling Bolin just having his having Papu do tricks on the street with a weird fake mustache, <laughs> very <laughs> Wang Fire esque. Right. <laughs> Uh, let's see, he gets a couple of coins, but then a real fancy Satomobile pulls up and we meet Shady Shin. <laughs> and, real... yeah, and yes, folks, that is his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He sounds as sleazy as his name does when Shady Shin rolls up. 
let's see. He has some very obvious mob work for Bolin, which is a very cool scene and a very cool establishing thing in this universe. Very different from the original For who, series. you may ask. Oh, yeah. We find out Lightning Bolt Zolt is the mob. <laughs> I was just like, that is a really cool name. <laughs> well, I meant what group, but... Oh, the Triple, triple Threat Triad. Once again, mm-hmm. pop up. And we hear about Lightning Bolt Zolt, which is one of the coolest mafia names I could ever imagine. Uh, that, is, that, that is what I heard that. I'm just like, dude. <laughs> That's fucking dope. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, we also cut, or like we see Bolton get handed a fat wad of cash from Shady Shin. He's just oh like, oh, goodness. I'm taking this deal. And I'm like, Bolton, you're very smart. <laughs> <laughs> Bolton, smartest character. <laughs> We see Mako working in a lightning factory, which I found out. I, I referred to it as a lightning factory, and you're like, it's a power plant. I'm like, oh, of course. Well, <laughs> well you actually called it a lightning factory. Yeah. Which, by the way, a very interesting thing to point out is Mako is strong enough as a firebender mm-hmm. to lightning bend. Yeah, to do lightning bending, which, oof. Well, I wonder if that's going to be important for anything other characters lately. Mm. It's going to be great. Mako is like comes home with some dumplings saying, man, I made some money today. Where are you guys? Uh, let's see, Mako thinks that Korra and Bolin are dating. He's, he assumes that they weren't, even though he didn't know her better or not, which is very important. Uh, Korra is very into Mako when Jinora and Iki kind of spoil it by saying that, oh, you said Firebender drives you crazy? Like, yeah, drives you crazy in a good way or a bad way? <laughs> and, uh, and of course, you can tell, like, as they're talking, she's just like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, senpai notice. <laughs> and then she immediately earthbends them away, but they just airbend float down. <laughs> right, because, because why not? <laughs> that was hilarious. We, um, they're trying to look for Bolin, who didn't come home that night, and we meet Scoochie, the street urchin. <laughs> so many awesome names, not gonna lie. Scoochie. <laughs> it's like a weird character I'd make in a D&D game. Uh, he tells them about the mob deal, the fat stack of cash from Shady Shin, and that Shady Shin has them. We find out the mobs in this town, the Red Monsoons, who I assume are a waterbending mafia. Sounds right, right? We have the Agni Kais, obviously a firebending, which is very funny that a weird gang would, uh... Which appropriate you... of a very famous and traditional and like serious thing to be like the name of their mafia is really interesting. Yeah, that's why I'm just like you do know that's a Fire Nation tradition and you're just like yeah the Agni guys. Yeah, they're like, mafia jerks. Uh... It's funny. And then of course the Triple Threat Tribe. But I'm like oh the, there wasn't a cool name for an earthbending mafia that'd be dope as heck. Well, I, they're not they're not even an earthbending. I know they they should have one. No, oh, like, the yeah. Red Monsters well, is cool. The Agni guys is cool. And then yeah. Well they only listed those three. There could yeah. be more. I mean Good. Public City is huge. Yeah, of course. Uh, and then we go immediately to a very cool crime thriller aesthetic with Korra and Mako exploring the city and investigating. It feels like a weird, like, noir yeah, n- thing. Like a noir kind it's of thing. It's really cool. Mm. And then we they find out where the meeting is, and then we are first introduced to the Equalist's Chi Blockers. Now, uh. <laughs> let's take a step to think about where the stock about to really come from. You've seen the original series. Of course I another, have. Another best character who has a similar ability to this. Oh, no dead space on the podcast. Uh, sorry. Uh, I, Are I you serious? Want... Azula's I... right-hand woman, Ty Lee. That's who it is. Yes. Uh, Ty Lee. I couldn't remember her name. I like. I could think of who it was because it was the acrobat. And it's like, Ty Oh, that's her. Yeah, Ty Lee's style is being used by these people to knock out Bender's bending ability. And they're wearing really cool ninja masks and riding very cool oh. motorcycles. The Chi Blockers are some serious dudes. And they're working oh, with the coolest. Oh, that is so good. They have a really cool fight where they do handily beat Korra and Mako. <laughs> yeah, oh my goodness. And of course, you know, Korra is like, what's going on? I can't do this anymore. And Mako's like, it- it'll wear off, but this is serious. 
Yeah, and also I love that um, like, even back in the original series, like when they were dealing with Mai and Azula, they knew Ty Lee was like one of the biggest problems. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, yeah, because um, I forget who the first one was that that uh, actually got chi blocked. Um... I think it was it was probably Katara who realized she couldn't do it, but then she does it to Sokka a lot because she just like knocked him out. He had like head butter. Well, stop her. <laughs> well, right, right, yeah, but it never really I, did. It never really work on Sokka because he never actually. She just paralyzed his arms. Oh, that's right. Not, okay. That, but yeah, she, I think they did. Um, yeah, but Cora, uh, Katara, she was like, she doesn't take away my bending. I remember she's like that was a thing that she said about uh, Ty Lee. Like, yeah, she's a threat. Oh my goodness, so good. And I'm glad that that style actually came <laughs> Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I, I was so glad about that too. Oh, so good. Uh, and from the chi blockers, we find out that Korra knows about Aman. They're supposedly their leader. So now they go return to the park from episode one with the Equalist protester. And they, Korra, in the first of many times she will do in the future, just beats up the interrogating subjects and threatens, them, threatens their life openly. They uh, find the maps as the police show up and they run off with them and establish a, where the big revelation is going to take place. And this is presumably where the mafia people were taken, as they see that, yeah, Bolin and the gangsters were taken by some people, by those equalists. Mm. We find out about Mako and Bolin's parents being killed by a firebender in front of Mako when they were children. Very Batman uh, <laughs> origin for Mako there. Seriously, yeah. Let's see. We have a weirdly, yeah, the romantic wake-up scene with Mako and Korra where they're, like, sleeping on each other in the park. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. They take the fires to make the map back. Oh yeah, they go back to the crazy nighttime noir aesthetic where they've just up in like hats and scarves. Just yeah, like the meeting. put on disguises and stuff. Oh, we're together. We're together. Yeah, that was really fucking cool. Really right. cool aesthetic. Uh, Yellow coat extra again is at the rally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh, spotted that, him again. That's, that's that was the first time. I'm just like, wow, really? Like really that guy? That oh, guy? You'll pop up. Again. Oh, sorry, I, second time actually. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. He's a, yeah, that little rando. Anyway. Still, yeah. Amon comes out like a big crazy conference or concert with like steam lights and all kinds of crazy even, Yeah, even platform elevator coming on <laughs> Yeah, up. exactly. It's really cool. He correctly points out about how bending has been the cause of every war across the history and how, it's been, how it was like technically, I guess nations were doing that, but still... How, and then he claims that his powers are from given to him from the spirits. Yeah, and from what, the spirits. What is his powers exactly? Well, they unchain Lightning Bolt Zult, who begins to try to fight Amon, and Amon gets him in a hold, puts his thumb to his forehead, and has a very cool but very intimidating scene where Lightning Bolt Zult is shooting a huge amount of lightning. It starts draining down, and he shoots a huge burst of fire, which also starts draining down. It's very, like, sad to see. Oh, my god! We don't know this Lightning Bolt Zolt character, but it is an incredibly powerful scene of, like, him losing his bending, and then he just falls to the ground unconscious, and Amon's just like, he's permanently not able to bend ever again. It's like, whoa. Yeah. (laughs) Which, um, should we mention this about Avatar The Last Airbender? Oh, yeah. Well, that's all that's going to be mentioned at the end when we find out about that. Okay. But, yeah, he apparently can... There's a line of mobsters ending in Bolin who are getting their powers taken away permanently, permanently. by Aman. And it is insane. Uh, it's a very disturbing scene. Mako is, or uh, Bolin is almost taken, but Korra and Mako manage to save him by filling the place with steam. And Mako just knocks out a couple of the benders. They almost escape, but then the Lance Henriksen sun, sub-boss <laughs> just like starts pulling out some lightning rods and whooping their butts. He shocks the ladder, they're climbing mm-hmm. down. Oh, yeah. They eventually manage to beat him, escape, and they're like, Amon's like, no, let her escape. She's going to spread the word of my power. And she's like, oh boy. <laughs> oh, lordy. Korra goes to Tenzin, and Tenzin tells her, 
that's impossible. Only the Avatar can do that. <laughs> yeah. Only Aang was the only person who could take someone's power yeah, over. That's right. He, Aang was the first to ever learn he, that. Yeah, he did it to Ozai, and then in the comments, like I said, he found out he did it to Azula. And, yeah, that's right. Well, no spoilers, but we'll see that possibly happen again, but who knows. It's crazy. Aman is some oh. serious dude. Now, that is the end of the episodes we covered today. Now, so far, Ben, having never seen the series before, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> ain't that ain't that the million dollar question? Mm-hmm. Where to even begin? First off, like Korra being established as just as a character in general, even if she wasn't the Avatar, just her development throughout all of this, they're doing it spot on. Then again, the guys who it was the guys who did Avatar, of course. So they they were always good at building a character up, uh, any character for that matter. Also. Uh, Aman, just Aman mm-hmm. himself. He, <laughs> I, I rarely ever get intimidated by just a, a, a character in a in any kind of media that's not physical. And yet, this guy made me like jaw drop. <laughs> Only very few have done that. I think the very first time I've mentioned to you were like every intro well the first two introductions of the diamonds in mm-hmm. steven universe yeah. like with yellow i'm just like Matt! <laughs> and then i literally like was in fear of blue diamond yeah like, which we, i was totally we, wrong yeah. about but but she for some reason her introduction literally made me like just like i don't like you <laughs> i don't like I, I don't want anything to do with you yeah. but uh and, and the fact that he could do the one thing that only Aang was able to do yeah. really made it crazy. <laughs> and just, it, it, I guess the final key point I'll, I'll mention, because I literally could go on this for quite a while, but the final point I'm going to make out is, yes, in Avatar The Last Airbender, they did get somewhat political, mm-hmm. but it was always Fire Nation bad, everyone else <laughs> is kind of good kind of thing. In this one, they're actually getting very deep with like all of this like oh benders versus bending versus not bending or even with uh um what's her name the uh toff's daughter oh lynn lynn yeah even with lynn i mean she's like i don't care about the avatar this is this is today's society you (laughs) still have to follow the rules (laughs) i don't care about balance and things like that there i mean and there's also you know gang war gang wars um and just they're hitting so many big points mm-hmm. that they could have focused in Avatar, but then again, that was a hundred years in the past. Yeah. So they didn't have to focus on that kind of stuff. I, I like seeing the transition from what it was back then when Aang was the Avatar mm-hmm. to right now. And oh my goodness, they're doing everything so perfectly. And pro-bending. Just, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. That's, and pro-bending. Really good. Just, mm. yeah. But uh, yeah, for right, for right now, I'm just going to leave it at that. But ooh. I am going to have such a blast watching this. This show is fantastic. It's going to get crazier as the show progresses, obviously. Mm. Uh, okay, well, that's going to be our episode, second, second episode of the Action Tune Bros. And we hope that you enjoyed it. We're going to have more coming up soon. We still will figure out, I guess you'll know by the time this airs, if we're going to continue with one series or if we're going to still alternate. Uh, well, I still know plugs, I assume, Ben. <laughs> no, still, still none. Um, I should probably get on that. It's fine. I barely use my stuff. Okay. My, and by my stuff, I mean my Twitter handle, <laughs> Matthew Lewis P. Because uh, probably Matthew Lewis Podcasts couldn't fit. My YouTube channel, Matthew Lewis Podcasts. And my Patreon, Matthew Lewis Podcasts. 
Uh, we'll probably have some kind of weird stretch goals on that Patreon at some point for me. Who knows? Anyway, I hope you enjoyed. Cora is great, and Cora is a jerk. Uh, we'll get... Cora <laughs> <laughs> is a jerk, the animated series. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll hit you guys up. Thank you for listening, and hope you subscribe. Keep it sleazy. Yep, yeah, bye.